I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello there. Welcome again back. Welcome again back. Welcome back again. However I'm supposed to say that. Welcome back to Drummer Daily again. I'm Daniel. Thanks for joining me. Um, so I thought this week... I would jump in to answering a bunch of your questions. I realized I looked back at my email. I keep um, anytime you you ask you ask a question uh, uh, about becoming a professional drummer, becoming a better drummer, or anything like that. I always save those emails um, and mark them to make sure that I don't miss any of them. I normally reply right away and let let you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to answer this on the podcast. But sometimes it takes me a while to get back to them because there's just so many awesome questions that come in. And so I looked back um, and realized that I've got quite a few questions that I think are great questions that I have not answered yet on the podcast. So this week, I am going to do nothing but your questions um, on the podcast. So um, incidentally, um, I'm, I'm hoping this will be really practical info um, for you to use. Um, and I, I picked some questions I think are, um, are going to apply uh, to a lot of you. Um, and at least the principles behind them will apply to you, even if the exact situation doesn't apply to you. Uh, so today, uh, this is episode number 191, by the way, in case you are wondering. Uh, and uh, also, I uh, wanted to let you know before I answer this question, uh, that if you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, you can just email me at daniel at danielhadaway.com or head to danielhadaway.com and find the contact button there and use that form to uh, to reach out to me, and I will be happy to answer your question on the podcast at some point, hopefully in the near future. All right, so today's question comes from Will, and Will's been a longtime listener, a uh, friend of the show, and uh, been been hanging out with me for a while. And he asks, uh, my biggest question is, when did you start focusing on gigs as steady income and not just playing opportunities? That's a great question. So I think to kind of kind of uh, extrapolate to kind of tease out that question a little bit. I think Will, what you're asking is, um, you know, when did I go from you know uh, having a regular day job or, or relying on some other kind of job for my income to um, focusing on on playing being the source of that income. So when I had a regular job, I might pick up a gig here or there, or take a couple of days off to go do a, a little run of shows or play shows at clubs, whatever around town, kind of on the side. Um, and at what point do, did I decide to, to make that switch and say, you know what, my full-time job now is playing drums and, I, and uh, the, other, the other stuff is not my full-time job. And that's a great question. And, and honestly, um, that's a question that, um, well, let's just, let's just start here. So 
keep in mind that as a professional musician or um, you know anything in, in music business performing wise, you really at the end of the day are in business for yourself. You have your own little small business. Your your small business uh, most of the time is just you know like for me it's just the small business of Daniel Hathaway, but. Um, you have your own business and you're self-employed or you run your own small business. And so um, you have to look at your drumming as a business in the sense that you need to look at the money that's coming in, the money that's going out and look at it in that sense. So the the first place I would start, and this this is the place that I I was at for a while um, myself was, all right, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm making some money playing drums, but I know I'm not making enough to 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 live off of basically, um, and so that's a real easy thing. I'm sure you know anyone listening to this. You're probably already there as far as okay, that's obvious. You're going to look at how much money you make and think, can I live off of this? Um, but what I ran into, and what pretty much everyone's going to run into at some point, if you keep going down this path, is you're going to get to the point where. Um, the answer to that question still is no. I'm not making enough money to live off of from playing drums. But could I if I wasn't doing my other job, whatever my other job is, this other thing? And that is something that is a little tougher to decide. Uh, it, it's, it's easy for me to maybe give you guidelines to follow, um, but uh, it's, it's kind of like spending somebody else's money. If like, you've ever been in a situation where like, you know, you've been given a budget, like you work at a job, or they say, hey, here's your budget go accomplish this task. It's always a lot easier to spend somebody else's money than it is to spend your own money. In the same way, um, all these guidelines I can give you uh, might seem like they're they're really great, but when you get down to actually being in that situation, it doesn't make it any easier to follow them. But I'm going to tell you a couple of things that I looked at, um, and I'm actually going to tell you uh, I've made this decision a couple of times in different ways. Sometimes the decision was made for me. Um, but I'm going to give you a couple of things um, that I've done in the past in different situations. So the, the easiest uh, scenario that I've been through myself, and I mean easy in the sense that, the, that I didn't have to think hard about the decision, was um, I was in a situation... Uh, it was right... It was, it was maybe a year after my son was born... Um, so it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't terribly long ago. It was probably maybe five or six years ago now. I can't remember the exact timing of it, but, um, I was touring, I won't say full time, but I was touring quite a bit. We, I, I was on a tour. Um, I, I, long story short, I, I had a day job. I had a 40 hour a week, full time day job. I'd kind of stopped, kind of taken a break from drumming. Uh, and, uh, incidentally, when my son was born, that was kind of my inspiration to want to get back into music and actually make a run at it. I wanted him to grow up seeing his dad do stuff that he loved. And so, um, uh, I, but I was working a 40, 40 hour a week, you know, office job and I was playing lots of shows though on the weekends. I was taking days off to go tour with the band and, um, eventually the band got on, I believe it was in the fall. They got on, well, actually there's a couple of them. There was one right after my son was born. We got a tour. Um, a couple of weeks in Canada, a pretty major tour. And so I was able to work it out with my job where I was able to work remote. We were a digital company, so it wasn't that bad, but I was able to work remote for a couple of weeks um, while I did this tour. Um, Being in Nashville, it was a lot easier to make that work. Uh, And then uh, in the fall after that, that was in the spring, in the fall, um, another tour came up 
um, and uh, kind of last minute got offered to come out on that one. They didn't think they were going to have a band, and they asked me to come out, so I did. Again, work from out. Um, and then I did maybe one more tour in the winter, same kind of thing, working remote. And eventually, um, that didn't go over so well with other people in the office saying, Hey, it looks like it, to, to us, it looks like he has all this time off. He's getting paid for it. Not cool. Um, and so I got fired from that job. And so that was the easy, easy version of the decision was, all right, well, I've, I've made a decent amount of money touring, uh, and I think I could probably get a few more opportunities and make up the gap. Um, and so that was the decision was made for me. I had a tour coming up, and so um, it wasn't easy emotionally, or it wasn't. It, I'm not saying it wasn't scary, but I didn't have to like do a lot of math, or um, or uh, it wasn't as long of a decision making process. I was able to get there pretty quickly. Now. Um, other times, and this is kind of where I think it might be most helpful to most of you, because I hope that you never get fired from your job and that's the way you decide to become a professional drummer. Um, the, the way that I would look at, um, making that move is the first thing is we, we talk in this podcast some about the, the idea of opportunity cost or what, if you ask yourself, what, how much, whatever I'm doing right now, um, what what opportunities am I missing out on by doing what I'm doing right now? That could be work opportunities, not drumming related, or it could be drumming related opportunities. Um, and I want you to be honest with yourself about this. You can't you can't imagine uh, opportunities that may exist out there. You, be more specific opportunities. And of course, you can't always assume that you're going to get every gig that's available out there. But you need to kind of get a good feel for what actual opportunities there are. Uh, and that is the place where you actually can start looking and deciding, uh, is, is making a move going to work out for me or does it have a good chance of working out for me? So what I'm saying is this, if I'm working a full-time job or I'm working a part-time job and I'm doing a lot of playing and I, and I get to the point where I'm like, all right, you know what? Um, I, I, I'm playing almost as much as I'm working. Um, I can't do both for much longer. Um, uh, you know, uh, you need to start looking and identifying specific opportunities that you have missed out on. Uh, it's going to be tough to uh, to not go for those, but you need to actually identify some opportunities um, that you could say, you know what, um, this this show, that show, um, I probably could have done that if I didn't have to do this job. Um, and of course, the best the best way to judge that is if someone asks you to do that and. Um, they, they, you have to tell them no. Um, if they don't even ask you, there's another problem that we're going to get to. But the first step is uh, you need to say, all right, that is an opportunity that I that uh, I probably could have done if uh, you know if I wasn't working this job, this day job, whatever I've got. And you need to pick out. Uh, this is you know kind of nerdy, but you need to kind of pick out a, a, a date range, maybe three months, maybe six months. Uh, I wouldn't rush into this decision, but you need to look at look at a, a long date range and look and say, all right, how many how many opportunities are there that I've missed out on, or I think I might have missed out on, that I would have had a good chance at if I wasn't doing this other thing, and actually write those down, record those, kind of start to figure out, you know, if if I had those if I had those gigs, would it have worked out for me? Um, and beyond that. Uh, you know, so that, that's an easy, that's not an easy, but that's a simple kind of way. There's a lot more that goes into that. But I think if you start down that road, you can start working out some of those pieces and it's going to be different for everybody. Your needs are going to be different, you, whether you have a family or not, other financial needs, other things like that. So, um, but that's a good place to start. The other thing is, all right, so let's say, 
you haven't been asked to do a lot of gigs, but you think, you know what, maybe I, um, I would get asked if people knew that I was full-time. And that's actually a situation that I have friends who've run into that before, where for a time, a period of time, they had to work a day job. And other people in, you know, in their close network of friends and, and associates in the music business found out that they were working a day job. And without really asking or finding out the whole story, they just assumed, all right, they've given up on the music thing. I, don't, I shouldn't even bother asking them anymore um, because they're not going to be available. They're working a day job. So I ran into that some, but I know I have a lot of friends who ran into that a lot. Um, and so the other piece of that that you have to do with that situation is you have to start working on your the other people's perception of you as far as your availability as a musician, which means you need to make sure, um, you know, to put it really bluntly and practically, posting on social media, make sure that you don't don't be one of these crazy hustlers who pretends to be doing all the stuff you're not doing. Don't do that kind of stuff. But, you know, put post about musical things, make it clear to everyone that, Hey, you know what? I'm doing this job right now, but I'd still love to be full time. Um, there's no value in pretending to be what you're not, but also you want to make sure that people understand not just where you are right now, but the fact that, you know, maybe you'd like to make a change back out of the day job thing and back into music or for the first time, making that change from a day job into music. So you've got to make sure that um, people who may not be able to ask you for, uh, to, to do a gig right now, they don't think that you'll be able to do it, that they understand that there will be a time soon when you will be available um, and start to have those talks. Uh, overall, what I've discovered in music, um, especially in people who are just getting started and might have a few opportunities or maybe you're trying to get more opportunities, is that you're, most people just aren't open enough about where they're at and what they'd like. Um, it can kind of feel embarrassing to put yourself out there and say, I really want to become a professional drummer or I'm working towards that um, because people have this weird perception. Non-musicians have this weird perception of, uh, you know, it's a pipe dream. It's not realistic, whatever. Um, but I don't think it's unrealistic and I don't think it's unrealistic no matter where you live. Um, but you have to start being able to put yourself out there a little bit and say, I'd like to be in this other place sometime in the future and I'm working towards it. Um, if you don't put yourself out there and let other people who can help you know that information, uh, they can't really help you, can they? Because they don't, they don't even know what you need. So um, I hope those are a couple of steps you can follow. From the most simple, which is uh, having the decision made for you. Another, another easy opportunity or another way to make this decision easy is to get yourself in a situation where um, you almost kind of force yourself to make the situation, which is if you, if you get with a band or something that says, hey, we're going to go out for four weeks um, and let's say you're, this is a real extreme example, but let's just say you're working, you know, at a drive through or something. And so it's a job that probably is more easy to get than other kinds of jobs. If a job is fairly easy to get, it should be fairly easy to leave. And so, uh, let's say you're going to be gone for four weeks. You know, there's no way your boss is going to let you off for four weeks to go on a tour and then come back. Maybe they will, but it doesn't hurt to ask. But if you think there's no way or there is no way, just go ahead and quit that job, go on the four-week tour, and come back and get that, get another job just like it. Um, but don't make a rash decision. Don't listen to me. Uh, think about your own situation. I don't want anyone saying, no, Daniel told me to quit my job. I'm not telling you to quit your job. Uh, you need to make a wise decision for yourself. But that's just one idea of how it might work. So hopefully you've kind of got your wheels spinning a little bit and thought about uh, your own situation and how you might be able to make that leap or when it might be a viable uh, prospect for you to make that move into becoming a full-time musician because it's fun it's scary it's exciting it's exhausting uh but uh that's what i'm here for i'm here to help you get there from where you're at right now so 
Hope that helps you out. Uh, Will, thank you for asking the question. And you, whoever you are, wherever you are listening to this, I hope it helps you as well. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk again really soon. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 